I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining me right now on the hotline is my guy, Double T, Travis Thomas. What up, Travis? Cheesy bread. What are you, 12, bro? <laughs> I didn't I- I've had cheesy bread since I was pre-adolescent. What the <laughs> hell is going on in your house? Come on, man. It's good with garlic sauce and marinara. <laughs> Not the marinara. By the way, I got to give props to you and producer Sean for bringing me in the right way with the right music. Thank you for once on this program. You know, producer Sean is my youngest nephew. I've always loved him the most. <laughs> oh, man. He appreciates that. So let's start with this, man. Friday morning, you get to work. What was your biggest topic? What I mean, what were you rocking with the start 9 a.m. on the Travis Thomas experience after that crazy victory? Oh, well, first of all, I think it's very important to explain how I did not go to bed. I did not take a nap. <laughs> I was on a bender, baby. I mean, it started Thursday. First of all, on my show Thursday, AWOD, everyone told me I was crazy. Not because I took the Washington football team to win money line. But all the calls were telling me, how could you pick the over in this game? Neither one of these offenses can move the ball. Neither one of these quarterbacks can be trusted on this stage. Blah, blah, blah. I hit that bet two ways. Mm -hmm. I had Washington football money line, which was luck. I'm sure we'll get into that. And then I had the over. I just thought there would be points scored in this game. So I went into Friday probably more hyped than anyone because I hit both of those bets. It was an I told you so moment. I couldn't sleep after that game because it was so crazy. So I decided to just stay awake until my show. (laughs) I was on a heater in terms of betting, and I was on a bender in terms of my drinking, and it made beautiful radio (laughs) on Friday. I love it, man. I I absolutely love it. I'll have to check out the podcast. All Odyssey shows are available for podcast or rewind with the Odyssey app if you miss any of a water weekend radio today, ten to twelve thirty-five. Uh, Travis, give me this. Give me your most valuable player on the offensive side of the ball and your defensive side of the ball uh, for the Washington Football Team after that big win. Well, I mean, obviously, offensively, it was Heineke. I, I just didn't look. I love the game. He showed up on the biggest stage. He has a flair for the dramatic. Uh, you know, if plays break down. His legs can buy time. He throws a beautiful ball on the run. He did everything I thought he would, except I did not think they were going to throw the ball damn near 50 times with this kid. I mean, you got to be kidding me. So for me, he was the offensive MVP, but what we saw Thursday night is not sustainable. We must have more balance offensively. I thought Antonio Gibson was running the ball just fine. Can he get more carries? Screw that. Can he get more touches? Can he get carries and some throws? I thought McKissick, who caught the ball well, just like he always does, I would like to see him get more touches. He needs more carries in terms of uh, running the rock, not just targets through the air. So I need a little more balance offensively. I think they will get there. 
But how could you not give Heineke the offensive MVP? In terms of defense, look, I didn't love anyone, to be honest with you. I mean, they all stunk. I'll give it to Jonathan Allen because he showed up and balled. Uh, but to me, the entire defense was a letdown all night. The Giants lost that game more than Washington beat them. If they keep running Daniel Jones on RPOs, they win that game. And everyone says, oh, well, what about the drop in the end zone? I mean, these things happen in the NFL. You see drops and penalties every week. So I wasn't that surprised with that. I was surprised that they went away from running the football with Daniel Jones, who was just killing us all night. Yeah, no. For, so for the offensive side, I absolutely agree. It's Taylor Heineke. My my question is, why did we start so slow? First, first two drives were six plays, two three and outs for negative three yards. Um, and, and I do agree, we got to give McKissick the ball more. And I think where he would shine is like these shotgun handoffs, shotgun draws, and, and let him use his speed to either bounce up the middle real quick or get outside. And for the defensive side of the ball, yeah, man, it was a struggle all game. Uh, we could not get off the field on third down. That's becoming a theme quickly. Uh, are you putting all the blame on, blame on Jack Del Rio, or is it the players not executing? Uh, it's both, but I'm putting more blame on Del Rio. And you're right about our offensive drives uh, to open games. I'm putting that on Scott Turner as well. I mean, listen, you know, two weeks in a row now, the opposition's offense comes out. They go no huddle quick up-tempo, and they score a touchdown on us. Yeah. And then meanwhile, on the other side, Scott Turner is running the offense like his dad in the 90s. What are we doing? I mean, we're slow-footing. It's like we're in quicksand, and it's not, you know, it's resulting in three and outs, as you mentioned. So, to me, I need more innovation and creativity from Scott Turner to start a game. And then don't even get me started on Del Rio, okay? I'm having a good Sunday I have a show tonight, Back to the Futures, on the BeckQL Network. I'm not trying to get in a bad mood. So I'm just going to say Del Rio needs to step his game up and stop calling defense like the 90s as well. This is 2021. You have to be able to adjust. You cannot just tell your players you need to execute and do what I'm telling you. No. You need to adjust to what the offense is doing and to the strength of your defense, idiot face. <laughs> You're listening to AWOD Weekend Radio here on 106.7 The Fan. And I do work for the BetQL Network, video producing for BetMGM Tonight. My guest right now on the hotline, Travis Thomas, also works for the BetQL Network, the host of Back to the Futures. And, and so, Travis, let, let's get into this, okay? That final drive from Washington after they got, uh, they gave up the field goal after the interception, the costly interception, there was a lot of plays to be made. Washington had to go 50 yards to get in the field goal range for Hopkins. Heck, they probably should have gone 78 yards, gotten him a, a chip shot. But anyway, you got to give Taylor Heineke a lot of credit on that last drive. Started with a two-yard pass to McKissick, then a seven-yard pass to McKissick. Uh, McKissick then ran for four yards. I think the biggest play in that drive was a nine-yard throw to Logan Thomas where Heineke had guys all over him, and he just bulleted past it right to Logan Thomas, who jumped up and made the catch for nine yards. And then that kind of kept the, the offense moving there, and we get into field goal range, and eventually uh, on the second try uh, get the game-winning field goal to go. So what, what were your kind of your thoughts on that last drive? Because that's where I felt like, Hey, that, he did unbelievable on the two passes, one to McKissick, one to Ricky Seals-Jones on that important drive. But that game-winning drive, you know, that was balls of steel for Heineke. 
Yeah, I mean, but that's what he brings. And that's why I say I would love to see more balance offensively. And that last drive, I had all the confidence in in the world in Taylor Heineke because this is who he's proven that he is in a small sample size. As I said, he has a flair for the dramatic. He's clutch. Uh, He plays with a certain fearlessness. I don't think he has the biggest, strongest arm I've ever seen, but he certainly has a lively arm. He can make all the throws, even on the uh, almost interceptions. The defense is dropping it because it's coming in there with zip. So I, I like what I have. I like the moxie I see in the kid. My point of the uh, balance on offense. I'll give you a comp team-wise, Awad, that I would like to see Washington take a page out of their book, and it's okay. the Cleveland Browns. Think about the Cleveland Browns. They have a really stout defense that lives up to the yeah, hype. Yeah, we don't have that kind of running game, dude. Well, I mean, I love Gibson, but Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt are unbelievable. And by the way, I don't think we have their defense either. I think in a lot of ways we're we're a poor man's Cleveland Browns. Oh God, but that sounds that terrible. <laughs> but that well, not now, not twenty twenty one Browns. Yeah. It's a compliment. I'll tell you what. To me, I think the defense needs to be the strength of the team, just like it is in Cleveland. We do not have the dynamic rushers in Hunt and Chubb, but McKissick and Gibson are damn good. And then they basically ask Baker Mayfield. No one likes to talk about this because he's in every commercial ever. But Baker Mayfield absolutely is a game manager. And if you need any more proof, look at last week when they needed him to be special at the end of the, ga- at the, end of the game against the Chiefs, and he couldn't do it, could he? No. So, to me, I think defense, run the ball, and ask Heineke to be a game manager except for, like we saw in that last drive, against the Giants when we need you to be special at the end of the game or to you know extend a drive. Maybe it's a third and eight, a big third and eight at the end of the game. We need you. Then I think if you pick your spots for him to show you some of that magic, he can do it. But if you're asking him to go out there and be Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers and just throw the ball 50 times a game, we're going to be doomed the rest of the season, especially with this schedule. You're listening to – Volume control. <laughs> That's what I call it when it's Adam Epstein and Travis Thomas, two guys that love to scream and shout about uh, all things DC sports here. Travis, I'm going to get your opinion on this hot take of mine. All right, that is that even though Ryan Fitzpatrick lasted, what, one quarter here in Washington, he was absolutely the right signing and will continue to help this football team for the rest of the season because he's such a great veteran, and some of the throws Heineke is making, he would not have made if he hadn't seen Fitzpatrick throw them all offseason and all training camp. Yeah, I don't think it's a hot take. I think you're absolutely right. And I'll tell you another thing. Uh, I've started actually hanging up on people on my show who are calling me, telling me, well, actually, Ryan Fitzpatrick hurt his hip at some damn uh, water park in oh Ashburn. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I just don't want to hear it anymore. I said, listen... If he gets hurt on a non-contact throw and his hip pops out of joint and you're selling me that, maybe I'm buying it. But what I'm not going to buy is this, you know, water slide gate that all these fans are trying to sell me. When I watch this guy get belly-to-back suplexed the entire game, I just don't want to hear it. The entire game against the Chargers and, and you know, I watch him get tombstone like The Undertaker. I mean, I, I just don't want to hear it. That's what popped the hip out with Sam Cosme letting Bosa run by him like a matador. That's what popped <laughs> the hip out. I don't want to hear about a stupid water slide. 
So I'm with you on that. I think it was the right signing. I think he would have played well. But I don't really believe um, we have a topic here because i got to tell you something. It's over for Fitzpatrick. Heineke's the starter the rest of the way. We're going to live and die with him, and we are absolutely destined for an 8-9 and nine or a 9-8 and eight season. That's exactly what's going to happen. Hey, I will tell you this, Travis. I-, I think there's a chance we see Fitzpatrick again, not because the coaching staff goes back to him, but because Heineke comes out of the game with a shoulder injury or concussion protocol, I, I think it's going to be important that we get Fitzpatrick healthy uh, for that stretch of the final stretch of the season. Uh, but Travis, let's move around to uh, the NFL games today. Uh, if you don't have the schedule on you, I'll go over it. But I'm sure a sports betting man like yourself knows exactly who he's betting on in the one o'clock game. So let's start there. Well, I'll give you uh, I'll give you my two today. I mean. For me, I, I just I'm not buying the Eagles, okay? And I get it; they look great last week. Jalen Hurts looked like Oklahoma Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but I you are a 49ers fan. No, nah, but it has nothing to do with that. To me, I just I, it's more about I'm not buying the Eagles. And don't even get me started on the Niners because guess what? Last week uh, they were laying the smackdown on the Lions, and what happened at the end of the ga- at the end of that game? I mean, if you bet the Lions to cover, you hit the bet. So. The Niners aren't perfect here, but to me, it's more about not believing in the Eagles and believing that week one was fool's gold. I took the Niners' money line. I think they went big in Philadelphia. I'm not buying Jalen Hurts and the Eagles just yet. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you there. I I think he looked terrific in week one, but it was one of those situations. Him and Kyler Murray both played this. I'm going to go out and say they played a 2012 RG3 style game where it was you're not going to throw the ball away. You're not going to take a sack. You're going to scramble your ass off and try to make some magic happen. That can't last the entire season. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, the other game I'm going with here is kind of against, uh, I think, the popular opinion. I think most people like Carolina at home today, especially, again, after week one, McCaffrey looked good, Darnold looked good. Uh, I think most people like them at home against the Saints, but I'm not buying it. You know I'm a big Jameis Winston fan. Yep. I drafted him for my fantasy team, and it paid off week one. <laughs> and I'm I'm just going to ride that wave as long as it's there for me. I love what the Saints have been doing. And everyone says, well, they're living out of a suitcase. They, they haven't even been home. <laughs> well, it didn't bother them week one against the Packers, did it? So yeah. I'm not buying it this week either. I think they go into Carolina. They lay the smack down on the Panthers. And then they're able, they're cleared to go back home after next week. So I think the Saints, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to ride this wave as long as possible. And I think they're a playoff team. I think the Saints, with that roster and the way Jameis is dialed in right now, People are sleeping on them, and yeah. I am not. I am wide awake. Yeah, and I think Sean Payton has, has something to prove this year. Are you taking the Saints' money line or the Saints to cover that three points? Saints' money line. Money line trap, baby. Let's go. <laughs> That's my guy, Travis Thomas. You can hear him 9 to noon on the Team 980. Travis, what the hell do I need to do? Do I need to call you a babysitter? i got to drag your ass to Pamplona one of these weekends. I know my uh, gambling partner, Slim, who's the GM of Public Bar Live in DuPont, uh, magically got me to his rooftop bar uh, to watch a you know college football Saturday slate, and I had the time of my life. And I thought about you the whole time because I was like, "Damn, man! Like I I want to go with Awad and Guy Lambert to Pamplona, <laughs> but 
uh, trying to get a sitter that day was mission impossible, bro. Like I was Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was able to figure it out and get it done. But, but to my gambling partner, Slim's credit, he gave me months in advance. He was like, listen, okay. this date, make it happen. And I said, cool. And I was able to. You, my friend, you will text me on a <laughs> Thursday and say, hey, let's go watch the games in, uh, on Saturday. I'm like, bro, come on. I, all right, I need, all right, I need all right. a couple weeks to December 26th. Put it on your calendar. That's my <laughs> birthday. We got a Wizards game and Washington at Dallas that day. All right, put it on your calendar, damn it. That's my guy, Travis Thomas. You're listening to AWOD Weekend Radio. <laughs> I can make that happen. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys after this quick commercial break. Washington football team fan, WFT, WFT fans for calling into the show. It is now time for my hit segment, my favorite segment, my gambling segment, because I am working for the BetQL Sports Gambling Network. BetMGM Tonight is the show. Trista Crick, Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo. Watch us on Twitch and tweet me, tell me you like my graphics or not. But it is time to splash some Cash! Big fat winners for all you sinners! Sports gamblers, this is the segment for you. Time to splash some cash with Adam Epstein here on 106.7 The Fan. Big unit bets only! Alright, let's get right to it. I'm starting in the NFL. Packers alternative spread. Yes, Green Bay in a big game today. They got their butt whooped in week one. Scored three points. I mean, Aaron Rodgers looked terrible. He, he looks like uh, Matthew McConaughey in True Detective. You know, he looks like he hasn't shaved or cut his hair in months. And today, excuse me, tomorrow, Monday night, Packers Lions. Here's the thing you need to know, okay? Aaron Rodgers, after a loss, the game after the loss, averages four touchdown passes, zero interceptions in the past two seasons. I'm taking Green Bay to cover six and a half points. That's the alternative spread for minus 210. Yes, it's not very good of a bet there, but it's a guarantee. It's a lock. Put it on your book. Next up, let's go over to the WNBA. The only basketball that's on right now for all you sports gamblers that want to uh, gamble on basketball. We've got a good one. Actually, it's a great one. The Minnesota Lynx travel to Washington to face the Washington Mystics. Excuse me. Washington travels to Minnesota. But here's the thing. The Lynx already clinched not just a playoff berth, but a first-round bye. Washington, the Mystics, lose, and their season is done. Cup put. Everything on the line. Washington finally healthy for the first time all season. I'm taking the Mystics to win this game. The Mystics need the victory. That's plus 180. How you like that? You got minus 210, plus 180. Boom, you're back at square money, basically. All right, my third bet kicks off any second right now. So get on your phone and put it in. That's Chelsea to defeat Tottenham at minus 145. Kickoff is seconds away. So you might have missed your opportunity. Sorry about that one. Sean, you're looking at me like, damn it, you could have told me that one before the break. All right, last one here on my Splash Forecast segment of the week. I'm looking at the NBA futures bet. No NBA to bet on, but the season's right around the corner, October 19th, all right? Brooklyn Nets 
to outright win the Eastern Conference at plus 105. KD, Kyrie, James Harden, those boys are on a mission. I said last year I was all in on the Brooklyn Nets. If KD, if his damn toenail was one inch smaller, they would have knocked out the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, so I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets future outright to win the Eastern Conference at plus 105. So I've got, I got the Brooklyn Nets future bet. I got Chelsea to defeat Tottenham. Kickoff happened. You missed that bet. So sorry. All right. Splash some cash earlier next week. <laughs> and then Mystics to bounce back against the Minnesota Lynx today. 3.30 p.m. They are healthy. And they need this victory to uh, secure a playoff berth or their season is over. Packers alternative spread. I'm taking Green Bay to cover six and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay won by 21 points against the Detroit Lions on Monday night football. That's been Splash Some Cash with Adam Epstein here on 106.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, I want to take your calls now, all right? Get back into the Washington football team's huge victory. Monumental victory. Who cares that it took an extra field goal attempt? 30-29 to 29 win over the New York Giants puts us... I don't even care about our regular season record. I care about our divisional record. That's what's really going to matter at the end of the year. And we are 1-0 in first place in the NFC East divisional record. All right? So it's a great start for us. So let's take some calls here. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. So while members of the AWOD Army pull out their iPhone 11s, use their, uh, I hope by now you don't have a home button. You can just use your face to slide your phone from the unlock screen. Bring up your phone button and type in 1-800-636-1067 right now. All right, but while I wait for your phone calls, I want to tell you guys why signing Fitzpatrick was still a good move, even though he only lasted a quarter and a half or so. Taylor Heineke is making throws that I'm telling you, it shows that he has been watching Fitzpatrick all offseason and being mentored by Fitzpatrick. And now, yes, now it's Heineke time. Grab a beer. It's Heineke time. 
But Fitz is going to be in his ear to help him out. And so week one, Taylor Heineke's touchdown throw to Logan Thomas. I'm telling you guys, close your eyes. Reopen. Watch that play again. And tell me it doesn't look exactly like a Ryan Fitzpatrick throw. It's a bullet pass to the receiver's highest point of their jump. Boom. Touchdown. Grab. Logan Thomas. Week two. Taylor Heineke's touchdown pass to Ricky Seals-Jones. He waits and waits in the pocket. He looks left. He looked right. He looks right again. He throws it almost out of bounds. High and outside throw that will either be incomplete or the receiver makes an unbelievable catch and barely gets two feet in. That's what happened. That was a Fitz magic back shoulder bullet again. I'm telling you guys, I've watched enough of Ryan Fitzpatrick to know this. These are the throws that I don't believe Taylor Heineke had the confidence to make last season or the reps to make. But working with Ryan Fitzpatrick all offseason, he developed this knack of throwing high and outside. It's a total NFL quarterback throw. A throw that Tom Brady has made millions and millions of dollars making. So I think Taylor Heineke was going to continue to lean on Fitzpatrick as a mentor as we move throughout this season. He's a veteran. And Fitzpatrick, all he does wants to do is help win games. He loves being in Washington in here uh, and helping out this team. So helping him mentor a young Taylor Heineke is something he's proud to do. Uh, and I think it's something that he's going to be really helpful on the sidelines and give them advice and talk them up. Hey, man, that was a terrible interception you threw going for Terry McLaurin at the end of the game. But that's on your offensive coordinator. You shouldn't have been throwing that ball. So the question also is, how good can Taylor Heineke be for our offense? It all comes to how well he can hold on to the football. All fans have to admit, he played a near-perfect game until that Bradbury interception late in the fourth quarter. In a situation where he totally should have been handling off the football for three straight plays. Scott Turner takes the blame for that interception, in my opinion. You cannot put your young quarterback in that tough of a situation. Why the hell would you throw the ball? Gibson had just run for a first down. It's not like it was a first down, uh, let's go deep. No, he had just ran for a first yard down and showed this unbelievable fight to fight for every extra yard. So, what can happen here with the play calling? Can Scott Turner do better? The pressure is on you now. Because you know why? Because you called the perfect game Scott Turner did last year in the playoffs with Heineke against the Bucks. Now you got your man. You got him for their foreseeable future. What can you do with him? Use him to the best of your abilities. Want to take some phone calls now? Reevaluate your expectations two weeks into the season. For me, it's obvious. Defense not as good. And the offense is okay. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Uh-oh. I got my boy on the line here. It's Paulie in Norfolk. What's going on, Paulie? Yeah, man. Head to the W. What's going on, boss? Hey, man. It was a great win. It took two field goal attempts, but the second win, second one went through the uprights. What were your thoughts? Um, first of all, man, I, I just wanted to get at you, bro, because I, I, I seem to remember us having a, a very heated and detailed argument about Heineke and Fitzpatrick. Hey, I don't know if it was that heated. <laughs> hey, it's always heated with, with me and you, man. I got to give you that energy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. Look, okay. I, I, I do agree with you now. I am understanding your, your reason for Heineke. But you can't tell me that Fitzpatrick was terrible. I mean, you didn't see enough of him. We saw six throws. I, listen, in, in three drives or four drives, whatever it was Fitzpatrick, I seen a guy who looked old. <laughs> That's what I seen. He yeah. did. He, I mean, 
for the first time in Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick looked like he was old. He he wasn't really moving. He wasn't seeing the field. Yeah. I mean, come on, McLaurin or Logan Thomas had no targets until Heineke came in the game. Yeah, but even so, even like this game against the Giants, Heineke started slow, two, three and outs. Yeah, but you can see he he was seeing the field, man. You've seen that with him. Fitzpatrick, I said that in the preseason. You could tell he was he was forcing stuff to Adam um, Humphreys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your, your namesake. <laughs> That's because he was familiar with him. But other than that, I, I told you, I didn't think he was seeing the field. And and when the bullets really started flying, man, he looked he looked like an old quarterback. Yeah. So, Paulie, I want to get your expectations on the team moving forward here now with Taylor Heineke getting the start. I mean, it's a tough one next week against Buffalo. Hey, you know what? If you look at our schedule, bro, they all tough. Yeah, but yeah. I, I like I, I like where, I like where we at, man. I mean, you know, yeah, the defense need to pick it up. But you know what? In years past, when the defense was bad, it was because the talent wasn't there. The talent is there. I think it was a lot of changes on defense that you know we're not necessarily you know, really giving up, you know, really looking into. It was a lot of changes on defense. So I think they just need to gel, you know, gel a little bit and, and, and execute the game plan a little better. And I think they're going to get better as this season goes on. I, I really do. I look I look for the secondary to shore things up. I mean, uh, Kendall Fuller looks like the rookie Kendall Fuller. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, think about it. He probably hasn't been in that slot like he's been there, you know, in, a, in, in probably two seasons, two to three seasons. So, you know, I mean, it's gonna take them a little time, hope, but you know, we caught a win. We caught, and, and that win is gonna do a lot for confidence. Yeah. You know, what I mean, a whole lot for confidence. So, you know, and I, I'm agree. I agree to disagree with you on uh, <laughs> on Scott Turner. I think in uh, the first, I think the first couple of drives, I think he his, his game plan was kind of generic, and then he opened it up a little bit. But uh, even on that uh, the Heineke interception, man, it wasn't a bad play call. It, it just it was a, it was a perfect storm of things that went wrong, you know. Yeah. Uh, Heineke wanted to get the ball quick to McLaurin. Uh, the, the the linebacker crossed McLaurin's face. It kind of disrupted the timing. And, you know, so, yeah, you're right. He could have ran the ball. He could have. But in hindsight, you know, Heineke could have not pulled the trigger and swung it out to Gibson, too. So, I mean, I yeah. think that one goes both ways, man. Absolutely. But Great call, I'm man. Excited. I'm, I'm excited about this team moving forward, though, man. Like I said, they just need to just gel. The defense just need to pick it up and gel. The talent is there. It's not like it passed when the talent wasn't there. So the talent is there. That's what I'm happy about. Absolutely. It was a big win. It was a must win, and it was a divisional win. Wayne, Tony, Andre, I see you on the line. More of your phone calls next here on 106.7 The Fan. I want to kind of reevaluate your guys' expectations two weeks into the season. This defensive front line feels like it's not meeting our expectations. Two weeks into the season, we haven't gotten home to the quarterback as much as I've wanted us to. So my question is, are, ex- are our expectations as Washington football team fans too high for the combo of Sweat, Payne, Allen, and Chase Young? Or are they just underperforming? Because I think as the season goes on, you get O-lines are going to get beat up. You're going to have centers and guards look, go down. You're going to have backup left tackles step in. I think when that kind of happens, you're going to see our guys getting to the quarterback right away. But right now, it feels like Montez Sweat and Chase Young are being contained. While John Island and Ioannidis have gotten to the quarterback a few times, they're not getting there enough. All right? So what I will give credit to Chase Young is 
that a few times he has bull rushed to left tackle and gotten both Herbert and Daniel Jones to move their feet and get out of the pocket because they're feeling his pressure. But the question we're all asking is when will Chase Young and Montez Sweat get home to the QB? All we want to do is celebrate sacks here in Washington. That's all we want. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Andre and Manassas. What's going on, Andre? I think it's going to happen Sunday against the Bills. My personal two cents is that this is the first. They're supposed to be the be- one of the best defense- defenses in the league. Yeah. And this is the first two games, home games, with crowd noise over, over, um, since COVID. So I think it's just an adjustment. I think these guys probably come up you know, too energized, too hyped up, and perhaps even before the game starts, they're already spent in terms of just um, being able to, you know, be an, an evil kill, kill, if you will. So I think against um, – and then the other thing about it is, yes, it's been two games, but this is the Thursday night game. They only have like four days to kind of fix things, and true, I don't know how true. much time they spent in the film room. So because of those two factors, I, I like to believe that, you know, <clears throat> the defense is not as bad as it looks right now. Um, I think they're going to come through. I think things are going to even out. I think they got 10 days to look at the film and fig- really figure out stuff to a deep dive, see what's been working, see what hasn't been working, make the adjustments. And I think you'll see it on a road game where they're not necessarily too hyped up or too amped up. Um, and I think you'll see Chase Young with two sacks um, nice. come Sunday. So, Andre, I-, I do agree with you, and you make a great point. It was Thursday night. They, you know, they didn't really have much time to rest from Sunday or to game plan. But I am worried that they won't be able to get after Josh Allen in Buffalo. He's just got a really strong cannon. He doesn't have to sit back there all day. He can pick a guy out and boom, fire it in. And how many times has Stephon Diggs killed this Washington football team when he was with the Vikings? I mean, all that is obviously a potential. And, you know, I'm not not a soothsayer. I can't (laughs) tell the future. However, my my gut tells me that the defense that we expected will see it on Sunday against Buffalo. Awesome, man. Appreciate the call, Andre. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Let's go to Tony in D.C. Tony! What's going on, Tony? Hey, man. How y'all doing? I'm good, man. I appreciate you calling in. What are your thoughts? Hey, I just wanted to say, uh, from the get-go, I think Ron Rivera brought uh, Fitzpatrick in as a mentor anyway. That's why he only got a one-year deal. Mm Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, Heineke, he knew Heineke Island was going to be the guy, man. He just wanted them to get some more experience uh, behind a veteran quarterback. But unfortunately, they couldn't get a year behind him because of the injury. And I think they rested too much. The defense rested too much during the preseason, and they just started off slow. I think it's just a slow start. They got to get in football shape. And you will start seeing more, uh, more out of the ends uh, as the season progresses. What about the secondary, Tony? I, I felt like Benjamin St. Juice. I, I like to call him St. Uste. I, I don't know if he's as you know enough experienced. Uh, he, he seemed to struggle a lot uh, in the first two games. Uh, yeah, I think that's just uh, communication. Mm-hmm. And Ron Rivera basically throwing them out in the fire. Man, they're not ready. Uh, to just be out there like that. But, he, I mean, the only way you're going to get better is getting that in-game experience. So, I guess that's what they're doing. But as the game, like the, like I said, uh, as the game, as the season progresses, then they're going to get more comfortable in, you know, uh, doing their job and stuff. So, so, so Tony, do you think, think moving forward, right. you think moving forward our defense will give up less than, you know, 25 points, less than 30? Uh, that's the 
Uh, I really can't say, but they've been they've been doing good. It's I mean, so far they've been doing good. I mean, it ain't been like no blowouts or you yeah. know nothing like that. So I think I think you know as the season go on, you're gonna start seeing more of a shutdown defense. Yeah, my biggest thing, Tony, is they got to get off the field on third down and they got to start the game stronger. Uh, you can't give up a touchdown drive on the first drive of the game. I see you guys on the phone lines here. We got we got to pay the bills. Quick commercial break. AWOD Weekend Radio coming up after the break here. Uh, final 30 minutes of the show. You won't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. Like all the tweets that are coming in here, you can tweet me at AWOD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. Let's get back to the phone lines here. Got a lot of good callers on the line. Let's start with Wayne and Bowie. What's going on, Wayne? Hey, Wayne, you're on the air here. 1067 The Fan, DC Sports Radio. What up, Wayne? Wayne, Wayne. All right, Wayne, we're going to throw you back on hold. Let's go to Chris and Brandywine. What's up, Chris? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man, what are your um, thoughts? I want, well, my thoughts are that, you know, that defense, the reason why they are looking the way that they are is that I guess, you know, Del Rio's been reading the press clippings or, <laughs> you know, believing that this front seven is all-world and amazing. And they are, they're good, but he's not allow you know, he's not helping them. So he, he what he does is he said he had a pretty vanilla defense. Mm-hmm. He didn't send – he only sent like one blitz, corner blitz in the game. Yeah. But he he expects them to beat their man every time one on one. He didn't even he rarely even stunned them. Like he didn't do no stunts. He he switched uh he switched sides on them every once in a while. But he's not really doing much in terms of giving them a lot to work with. If he he started doing more stunts, if he started doing uh so you know switching guys from left to right. He also, I mean, a big thing that he needs to do and we, we need to see is he needs to have Collins take over and play in uh, almost like a joker role, have three safeties on the field. And I don't care if he says he's not a linebacker or, or whatever. It doesn't matter because if you can put him in a role where basically he lo- he stands in, the, in that linebacker uh, location and then you don't know if he's blitzing or if you know one of the other uh, safeties are blitzing. It confuses the quarterback. He just needs to let go of his ego and, and allow them to work with him because he's, he's on, the, on the go-ahead score that was dropped, he was out of position. He was trying to go after the yeah. tight end yeah. and, and left the back of the field wide open, which would have been a go-ahead score if the guy didn't drop the ball. So he has to he has to let go of what he thinks he is and become more dynamic. Chris, because we like, have yeah, Chris, he sounds like you have a great football mind. Let me get your thoughts on the offense. It feels like the first two games we've started really slow, and in the second half we've come to life. Yeah, on the offense, I feel like that. Uh, I think that Heineke is going to be a great bridge quarterback. He's going to be because he knows the offense. He's been in the offense for years. If they 
can live with him and and work with him and and, and have him as a starter uh, now throughout this year and maybe draft the guy that is ideal for them and still let him sit for maybe another year or two behind Heineke, that would be ultimately the best situation because the reason why Heineke's so good in this office is because he's been in it forever. And they – I was a little upset in the first game when um, with Turner because he kept on running like almost 80% of the time on first down. And then he switched it up in the second game because maybe he heard something <laughs> or somebody pointed it out to him because he wasn't passing enough. And now this time he passed too much. Yeah. So he's kind of getting his feel for it. I'm I'm excited to see when Curtis Samuel comes off of IR because he brings a whole different dynamic that we just don't even have out there. Yeah. Chris, great call here. Got to keep it rocking. JR in Rockville, you're on the line with Adam Epstein. What's going on, uh, AY? So I, I got to feel like we, we got to like just calm down a little bit. I know we're fans. You know, we're all fans here. We can't reach conclusions on the defense and the offense in just two games. Uh, as far as Cosme will go, we just got to put him in that fire, and he's learning as he goes. If yeah. you look at Moses, Moses was getting old. Moses was doing – he was solid, but he wasn't getting – he wasn't, like, all pro. He had already peaked. He had already peaked. If you look at the Jets, he wasn't even starting. He's going to start this week because they got hurt. As He, <laughs> he started the season as a backup role. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not killing Rivera for that. I'm not killing Scott Turner for passing against uh, to to run out the clock because that's what we were so critical of Gruden before of running the clock out at the end of the games and, and always putting our defense in bad positions. Yeah, he was going true. for the first down. If you don't look, if you look at the play carefully, Terry McLaurin got bumped into by a defender that was running to it to cover his route. He would have been able to fend off uh, Bradbury. Uh, from jumping that ball, if he would have had a clear shot, if the defender wouldn't have bumped into him as he was going out to his route, so I'm not I'm not going to blame Scott Turner for that. What I will blame Scott Turner for is not running the ball enough this last game with 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 uh, with uh, Gibson. Yeah. I, I mean, also and I would Gibson. love I would I would love to see more of Patterson simply because True. I still feel like Gibson is is, is struggling. Not struggling. I would say he's he's still indecisive of picking the right holes to go through and especially yeah. in short yardage. I agree. So I feel like maybe Patterson with more running back experience uh will get that. And as far as the defense, um St. Jude, if you look if you look at that whole tape, they were killing him on back shoulder throws. Perfect passes by Herbert. They were dimes by Herbert. Only where his 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 yeah. receiver could get he him. He looked unbelievable. So, <laughs> right, exactly. So I feel like he's still going to be a solid corner, outside corner. We're probably going to slide Fuller into more of a slot role. And so, well, JR, hold on, JR, JR, tell me this though: Why won't Josh Allen, who's a, I think he's a better quarterback than Justin Herbert, why won't he tear us apart? Well, I mean, I'll hopefully, like like this last caller said, Del Rio, he he has been playing a lot of, of vanilla defense as far as no stunts. Uh, he's playing a lot of zone coverage, and, and it always seems to be the right side of the defense where Bostic is sliding to. I feel like he doesn't drop fast enough to cover tight ends or, or receivers that are behind him. Mm-hmm. He's always looking towards the flat, if you notice. So I, I feel like he's going to make the corrections, probably going to bring in more blitzes, more stunts. You, gotta, you can't just expect Chase Young to beat the chip, the back, and the, the, the tackle every time. Like You've got to bring him inside sometimes, confuse the offense, and, and I feel like the adjustments will be made.
Yeah, man. Hey, man, great call. I appreciate you, as always, being part of the A1 Army. Thanks, JR. Bye, man. Take care. Yep. Let's try Wayne again. Wayne and Bowie. What's up, Wayne? Second opportunity here. Hey, hey thank you, man. I enjoyed the show. I'm a first-time caller to your show, but, man, you're right on point. I've listened to some of the things that you said. One of the things that I didn't look at, but you brought it up, that Rivera probably bought Fitzpatrick in as an as a mentor. Yeah, this guy Fitzpatrick has been in the league. I don't know, seventeen years or whatever. Been with nine different teams. Yes, he's done a lot of of uh, you know touchdowns, thrown a lot of uh, interceptions. But my thing with Fitzpatrick is he's never taken any team to the playoffs. Yeah, And then when I hear other guys on other radio stations, well, I haven't seen enough of Heineke yet. And I agree, it's a small sample size. But the biggest stage Heineke was ever on was against the eventual Super Bowl champions, and he almost upset yeah. them. Well, Wayne, I, uh, Wayne, I will say anymore. this, though. They didn't have game tape on him in that game. Now they have game tape on him. And, and and this rest of the season is going to be very tough for him. He's going to be thrown into the fire. I, I want to hope that he's going to play well. I, I do think there's going to be a few games where he struggles, but he's already shown so much moxie. He's shown so much right. like, I- incredible like manhoodness to be able to say, I don't care through a game-losing interception. I'm going right down the field for the game-winning field goal. That was great from Heineke. He showed me a lot. Yeah, and when the NFL Network asked him, do you think you should be the starting quarterback? He did not hesitate. He said yes, and I think he should too. Now, I like Fitzpatrick as a mentor, but going down the road, Fitzpatrick could even be the quarterback coach. Yeah, but if no, Heineke Heineke, this is Heineke's healthy, job to lose now, absolutely. Yeah, thank yeah. you for your time. I enjoy your show. Keep the good work up. Thanks, Wayne, and and I know you're on Twitter, so you can always tweet me at AWAD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. You are a member of the AWAD Army. All right, so Adam Epstein here on 106.7 The Fan. We got one more segment. I got to tell you guys why I am over avocados and guacamole altogether. It used to be my favorite thing. I would go to Chipotle. They'd say, you want to pay extra for guac? I'd say, charge me triple. I love guac. Now, I'm over it. I'm going to tell you why next here on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back, DC Sports Radio. 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Weekend Radio, the final segment. If you missed any of the show, you can check out the podcast on the 106.7 The Fan podcast feed or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. We are located It'll be under overtime. And I got to tell you guys, I am completely over ordering avocado or guacamole. Why is that? I used to love it. I put that thing on everything, like Frank's Red Hot Sauce. I just, I can't trust it anymore. It's gone too mainstream. Every place in America now serves avocado or guacamole. You can find it at friggin' McDonald's or Taco Bell. It's gone too mainstream. The last three times... I've gotten it. It's been brown. I mean, it's nasty. It's, I mean, the only thing worse than uh, brown guacamole is a brown banana. Right? And even that tastes good in pudding. But 
It's just every place has it now, and you know what they do? They suck at keeping it fresh. They're the worst at keeping up. I, I mean, it's impossible. It turns brown within five seconds after you take it out the fridge. And so it's just, it's done, it does nothing but ruin a meal when it has a little bit of brown in there and it tastes disgusting. I'm, I'm telling you, it could be bright green and I love it. But you take it out of the fridge for five seconds and you can't eat it anymore. So now I've decided I'm over-ordering avocado or guacamole on anything. Right? Just this week, last week, I got a BLT, bacon, lettuce, tomato. I said, throw some avocado on there. They said, yeah, sure, we'll slice it up for you. Excellent. It's $1.25 extra. And then it was brown, and it ruined my friggin' sandwich. Went from loving guacamole to hating it in just a few weeks. I'm Adam Epstein, and I'm over guac and avocado, making me feel sick. All right, let's get through my games today and give you my... Uh, winners here. I got a couple people on the phone lines. I'll try to get to you, uh, but we just have about eight minutes left till the end of the show. So, what is the best game of the weekend? Well, let's start with the ugliest one: Bengals at Bears. Uh, Joe Burrow found his man Jamar Chase deep in Week One. Chicago has a solid defense, but I've got the Bengals winning by a field goal, 23-20. 1 p.m. Texans at Browns. I'm actually very excited for this game. Because one quarterback I'll always root for is Tyrod Taylor. Part of me wished he ended up in Washington after watching him shine at Virginia Tech all those years ago. Now, after last year's debacle where he got stabbed by the training staff and he lost his job in, uh, for the Chargers, I hope he becomes a Pro Bowl quarterback this year for the Texans. Everyone's counting out the Texans. Look at that offense. It's the oldest offense I've ever seen. So many veteran running backs. Mark Ingram owns part of DC United. He's still in the league running for the Texans. Hopefully they can use that to their advantage and Tyrod can scramble away for Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. I think Cleveland ends up winning this game, though, with their front seven and their running game, 34-23. Rams at Colts. The Colts were in the news this week after it was announced that it'll be the first season of Hard Knocks in season. Hard Knocks with Mo Ali Cox, South County alum who plays tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. That starts in November. Well, this is going to be a very tough game for them because the Rams looked nearly perfect in Week 1. Stafford was slinging it all over the place. We really remembered how good Sean McVay's offense can be, his schemes when he has a good quarterback. If they can get their running game going, they're going to be a very tough team. I've got the Rams winning a close shootout, 31-28. Shootout! All right, 1 p.m., Buffalo versus Miami. This is scout team AWOD here. We'll be in full effect checking out our next opponent, the Buffalo Bills. Miami is coming off a solid victory, knocking off the Patriots 17-15, but Buffalo is hungry and angry. That's a terrible combination. They call it hangry. All right, the Bills offense will be uh, going all in this week after they blew a first-half lead against the Steelers. Give me Buffalo to cover the three-and-a-half points there. Buffalo wins 24-10. 1 p.m. rivalry, Patriots against Jets. Too bad it's going to be an ugly game. Patriots win 13-10. 49ers, Eagles. I think this is going to be the best game of the 1 p.m. games. This is a fun one, but one I'm actually staying away from as a gambler. I think the line is too close at San Francisco, minus three. It's going to be a good battle. The 49ers have a strong defense, while the Eagles look dynamic on offense in week one with Hurts' ability to scramble and throw you got to give Jimmy G a lot of credit. He played well in week one, uh, holding off the rookie who's right behind him. Uh, so I think the Eagles will narrowly win 27-24. 
uh, in that one. 1 p.m. Steeler Raiders at Steelers. This is a battle of two teams that people counted out this season. Bet MGM tonight host Quentin Mayo said John Gruden is not good anymore. Well, John Gruden listens to the show, took that personally, got the win in overtime against the Ravens week one. This is going to be a shootout as well. I think the Vegas Raiders, the Vegas Raiders, win in Pittsburgh, let's say 35-31. 1 p.m. Saints at Panthers. Sam Darnold uh, did enough to earn a victory in week one while Jameis Winston looked like freshman year at Florida State. Jameis Winston, he balled out. Uh, Sean Payton, Saints head coach, is on a mission to prove that it wasn't Drew Brees that made the offense. It was Sean Payton's play calling that made the offense for all the years. I've got the Saints winning, covering the three points. They went 27-17. Last of the 1 p.m. games, Broncos at Jags. Yuck! No thanks! Don't even show that game on Red Zone. 13-10, give me a Broncos victory. I don't think Urban Meyer lasts the full season Therefore, the Jaguars. 4 p.m., Vikings at Cardinals. I, If you know me, I root against Kirk Cousins, so I'll be rooting for the Cardinals. They're my team to beat this season. I think Kyler Murray is going to shine through the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFC and be a pro bowler. Love A.J. Green. Combine him with Nuke Hopkins. That's a great group of wide receivers there. Arizona just needs to find a way to run the football. Chase Edmonds, James Conner, uh, former Steelers running back. Can they get it going? I've got the Cardinals winning 31-21. Falcons at Bucks. Give me Tom Brady every day and twice on Sundays. Bucks win 42-27. Uh, 425 Chargers uh, against the Cowboys. Can the LA Chargers go 2-0 on the season and force the Cowboys into an ugly, disgusting 0-2 hole? I think they can. I think, I think, I think they can. Chargers win 35-21. That offense is too tough. Mike Williams with a couple of touchdown grabs is my uh, pick in that one on prop bets. 425, the best of the late games. Titans at Seahawks. The Tennessee Titans cannot afford to go down 0-2 if they want to make the playoffs for the third consecutive season while Seattle and Russell Wilson at home in front of the 12. Nearly impossible to beat. Wilson was almost perfect. 18-23, 18-23, 250 yards and four touchdowns in week one. Derrick Henry's going to have to rush for 150 yards to keep the Titans in it. I don't see that happening. Seattle wins 28-21. Late game, Chiefs against the Ravens. That's going to be exciting. I'm picking the Chiefs, but I'm staying away from the spread in that one. And Packers by a million on Monday night. So those are my picks here. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. We got... We got Mariel in Fairfax. What's going on? Thanks for calling. Hello. Hi. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to call the show. Yes, we're just big fans. Just wanted to say hi. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so are you are you a fan of the show or you're a fan of the Washington football team? Both. <laughs> A-Watt. Fan of a Oh, awesome, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Did you did you watch the game Thursday night? Did you stay up all night yeah. with that one? Yes, we did. Yeah, unbelievable game. That got me excited. I hope that you got that got you pumped, and it's going to set you <laughs> yeah, up for a great very weekend. Exciting. Oh, man, I appreciate you. Thanks for the call here. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. And I want to thank everyone for chiming in throughout the show on AWOD Weekend Radio. A bunch of tweets came in. Again, you can find me at AWOD Radio on social media. Mo tweets me that he's checking in. 
Uh, but he's looking forward to watching the NFL today and the Mystics against the Lynx. Remember, that's my splash some cash segment. I got the Mystics winning with their season on the line. Um, so, man, a really, really fun show today. I am off next weekend. A little vacation for AWOD. Don't, I'm, it might be a stay-home vacation, Sean. Do you have plans for next week? Maybe me and you can get together for a drink or something. I'll actually be on vacation as well. Oh, are you are you leaving though? Are you yeah, staying? I'm, I'm going to uh, Philly, Philadelphia. Man, what the hell is there to do in Philly? Uh, just, my wife is from there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Homesick. I apologize to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to apologize. <laughs> you think He's, Philly stinks too? Uh, I'm not going to say that on air. <laughs> my wife might be listening. But wink, you know, wink, wink, right? Wink, 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 wink. She's been homesick. She's been wanting to go to Philly this whole summer. So, man. All right, well, have fun, man. Shout out to you, my producer, Sean Summers there. My man works harder than anybody in the industry, I know, so I'm always glad when I get to see you uh, producing behind the glass there on Sundays, right? You don't, you don't work Saturdays ever, right? It's just, it's just Sundays you'll you'll fill in? Yeah, I'll, I'll work Saturdays at the other job. But you oh, know, at the other job. Right, Sundays I'll, I'll fill in here. I love it, man. I think we're a great combo, so hopefully we can get that Definitely. going again soon. All right, so if you missed any of the show, you can always rewind with the Odyssey app. People sleep on that. You know what they sleep on? The ability to rewind. You got radio DVR with the Odyssey app. Why don't you rewind all the way to 10 a.m. and you can catch the full episode of AWOD Weekend Radio or check out the podcast on the Overtime feed. I'll tell you guys this, all right? Washington with that huge victory against the New York Giants and I think that's one of those victories, even though I called it, it an ugly victory because it took two field goal attempts to, to, to win the game. I think that's a momentum shifter. I think that's got all the guys in the locker room, one, believing in Heineke. Because not only did he lead us down the field for the game, tying or leading touchdown, then he bounced back from a horrible interception to lead us down the field for that field goal. That, that I think that gets overlooked is like, People, they're remembering the missed field goal and then the second attempt, it makes it. You got to give Heineke credit. The The New York uh, defense was going all out there to stop us and we got right down the field for 50 yards in about a minute and a half and uh, kicked that game-winning field goal. Second time, second time a charm there for Dustin Hopkins. Thanks to everyone for listening to the show. You can tweet me at AWOD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. Shout out to my guys, Drab T-Shirt and Matt Valdez. Bit Season, new episode coming up next Thursday on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 